And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Hi, I'm Tom Laurie, and I'll be your host today. Our guest today is global brandmeister Martin Lindstrom. Martin is ranked among today's top business thinkers and is considered to be one of the world's most influential people. He's going to be joining us from Zurich, and today we're going to be discussing his new book, The Ministry of Common Sense, with a special focus on how to eliminate bureaucratic red tape, bad excuses, and corporate BS. Martin, thank you for taking the time from your business busy schedule to be with us today. Let's get started right away. What inspired you to write a book about common sense? <laughs> I tell you, I was just taking a plane the other day. And as I was sitting there in my seat, there was this announcement going on. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, aboard of this flight. I regret to inform you that all cabin service has been completely suspended on the entire flight. I also regret to inform you that the laboratories in the front of the plane has been blocked and are exclusively reserved for the cabin crew only. So here I was at row 36, and now I had to walk down and stand in a line as long as TSA while I was waiting for the laboratory to be ready. And I could sort of smell this freshly brewed smell of toilet (laughs) with this faint scent of COVID-19. And it was just like so ironic somehow. And and what I've realized, Tom, is that common sense or rather the lack of common sense exists everywhere. And because of COVID-19, it's become even worse. It really is an issue everywhere. And that's the reason why at some states I said to myself, is enough is enough. We better put a line in the sand and I better write a book about it. Well, you're really a marketing guru. I mean, you're the pioneer in neuromarketing. So this is, I guess there's some similarities, isn't there? <laughs> there is. Do you know what? I've learned that there is, I wrote I learned about that when I wrote the book, that there's a direct collision between common sense and empathy. Common sense, of course, because of the word common is to see the world from different point of view. But empathy is the ability to place yourself in the shoes of another person and feel what that person is feeling. And this is where it comes back to neuroscience, because what is so fascinating about this topic is that the reason why you and I as a species on this planet survived, and I guess today we are the strongest species of any of the species around, is because our brains has evolved. If you go back hundreds and thousands of years ago, a certain region in our brain did not exist. And that has since then grown. It's called the supermarginal gurus. It's part of what we call the celebrity cortex. And this is where empathy lives. So I guess the reason why we became such a strong species was because we had the ability to place ourselves in the footstep of a polar bear attacking us and kind of predict what the bear would do. And What's so frightening about this whole topic is that what we now see through numerous both of neuroscience studies, but also uh, conventional studies is that the level of empathy has dramatically dropped. In fact, according to a study conducted by the University of Michigan uh, among college students, we can now see that empathy levels have dropped 48% over the last decade ago. Uh, And that basically means that what once made us become what we are today is also our undoing. So yes, it links back to neuroscience. And yes, this is a serious problem. The... um problem, though, is I think if you were to walk down the street or talk to your colleagues or family, everyone thinks they have common sense. And I think most people think they've got empathy. So what's the difference between empathy and sympathy? Well, I think the best way to explain that is if you are at sea and you are standing next to a person who is seriously seasick. 
and the person is throwing up and you give him a napkin, you say, I'm really, I feel really sorry for you. Well, that's called sympathy. But if you start to throw up with the person, it's called empathy. Uh, so the difference is really a feeling. And a feeling can do wonders. And I, I think I think the best way to explain that is to to take you back in time to, I think about two years ago, where um, a large pharma company, I know you come from the pharma industry as well, but at last, a very large pharma company operating in the respiratory field uh, actually approached me and said, hey, we feel we're losing contact with the patients. Can you help us to place the patient in the center of everything we do? So I said, sure. I said, what, when did you last speak to your patients? They said, never. I said, never? They've been around for 100 years? Never? Why? Well, we can't do it because of compliance that won't allow us. Anyway, we went to compliance. We persuaded them to say yes, and off we went into homes of patients. Now, here's what happened. We ended up in a home of a 28-year-old lady. She has asthma. She's had asthma her whole life. And I asked her one of these profound questions. I asked her, how, how did it feel like to have asthma as a child? And she starts to cry. And she explains a story about how she was teased in school. She had no friends. She, she was called a disgrace for human mankind, according to herself, when she was invited to parties. I said to her, this is very touching, but it seems like you overcome it somehow. No, you seem very self-confident today. Why is that? And she grabbed her handbag. And out of her handbag, she pulls a straw, a white straw. And she says, this is my secret. I said, what, what do you mean? So I give this to everyone. I ask them to hold themselves for the north and breathe through the straw for one minute. And immediately they will feel a sense of empathy with me. And that's how I become friends with, you, with people today because they feel what I'm feeling. And this is my, my message. My message is that empathy can help us to tune into the frequency of other people. And once I feel what another person is feeling, my point of view is, is changing. So in the case of this pharma company, suddenly they were starting to employ people differently. The research and development took place, seen now from a patient's point of view. And it all happened from the point of view of empathy. And with that, suddenly common sense became part of the game because suddenly you actually started to adjust the product and the services and the interaction based on what made sense. And suddenly common sense and empathy was the same and turned around this company. And I think that's my message that as we live in a world where empathy is diminishing by the minute, uh, common sense is disappearing too. And that's where we have the serious problem. Well, we're going to be back in a few more minutes with one of today's most influential people, Martin Lindstrom. And we're talking about how to free ourselves from the tyranny of nonsense. You can go to our website, thementorsradio.com, and click on past shows to find many of our great past guests. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio Show. Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of bulletproof founder Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus like it did for me. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. feelgreat.vip to learn more. Ugh, Bob, I'm so frustrated. Sorry to hear that, Sarah. What's going on? I feel like I'm spinning. I I make goals to make money, work less, spend more quality time with family. But the truth is, I never actually achieve these goals. Year after year, I try to do things differently, but ultimately nothing changes. What's the point? Yeah, I did the same thing until I saw a friend completely change her life in less than a year. I was shocked. She sounded just like you a year ago, but not anymore. Wow, what'd she do? She decided 
decided to work with a Brian Tracy certified coach named Christoph Nauer. Certified by Brian Tracy? He must be good. Even better. He guarantees results. He listens. It's very customized to you. That gives me hope. As a listener of the Mentors Radio, you get a free one-on-one Take My Time Back session. Don't wait. Go to balance6.biz. That's balance, the number six, dot B-I-Z to book your free assessment. Balance6.biz. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. Our guest mentor today is one of the world's top business thinkers, Martin Lindstrom, and we're discussing today's loss of common sense and its pivotal role in bureaucratic red tape, bad excuses, and corporate BS. Remember, you can also listen to this show or any previous show via podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and more on any device, anytime. Subscribe at thementorsradio.com. So you touched on the uh, what you the airline, and you touched on pharma. You know, one of the things as you were talking about pharma is that I've been running healthcare companies for many years. And one of the things that I've done to get the people uh, in the company who are making the product on a production line, you can't get them out into the patient's home or anything, is I I have historically brought patients into the company. Uh, Every year, we have a group of them come in, they get up in front of all the employees, they talk about what you're talking about, the respiratory problems. Uh, and and how important the work we're doing is for them to just re-energize people to make sure they know uh, that it's not a widget, that there's somebody at the end of that production line that's going to benefit from the work we're doing. So that's one of the things I've done over the years. Uh, you know, today, as I was preparing for the show, I had to laugh. I was uh, paying bills, as we all have to do from time to time, unless you've got your accountant doing it. I don't. Uh, and one of the little it's one of these things now that you've got me all wired in on common sense uh one of the things that popped up is that we get these uh bills and at the bottom you tear off the bottom part you send it in with an envelope and you put in the dollar amount you stick what's happened in the last few years is that i don't know how they're printing these things but the perforations aren't that good and if you try to separate the part that you're going to mail in from the letter uh, you tear the whole thing. So you have to get a scissors out. And I, I, I thought of this today as we were getting ready to talk to you uh, because it's one of those little things and it drives me nuts. Maybe I ought to write a letter to these people, let them know what's going on. And then I mentioned to you when we were doing our prep, I had this problem recently at Christmas where I bought a gift card from uh, for Amazon and I went into Safeway and I took it off the rack and I bought four of them for my four children for Christmas, mailed them out. Uh, within a week after Christmas, I got a notice from two of them saying they couldn't upload it. It couldn't be used. I went back to Safeway. They told me to call the number. I went back to them. They said, go back to the store. Then they told me to go to Amazon. I went to Amazon. I don't know how many calls I made to Amazon. <clears throat> and after two months, and I don't know how many hours, and it's one of these principal things. I wanted to get to the end of this. Uh, the Bank of America, which owns the debit card that I use, told me, oh, right away. They go, oh, oh everyone knows about that. Uh, people go into the store, copy down the numbers, and then they wait two or three weeks, and then they upload it. So the person that's getting the card can't upload it, and they've taken the money. And I sat there, uh, particularly, again, thinking about the work you're doing and what we're talking about, if everyone knows about it, why didn't they tell me in the beginning? Why did I have to spend two months? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's, get, it's getting worse and worse. Now, I'll tell you a couple of stories which are supporting what you're saying. Uh, I, I just recently experienced my bank accounts were all closed down. And of course, I went into panic. We all do, right? So I went on this line and I was waiting and waiting and I was told that this is for quality purposes. They are recording this and I had the greatest hit of the best elevator music in the world growing on for a couple of hours. And finally, I was pressing my entire number system 15 times to get onto the right level. And then I landed in the hands of this person. And I said to her, listen, uh, you closed down my bank account. She says, yes, you are overdraft. 
just overdraft. I'm, I'm not overdraft. Yeah, yeah. One of your accounts are severely overdraft. I say, how much? One dollar and twenty six cents. They say, what account is that? Well, there's an account here. I can see you don't have a lot of activity going on. You were actually in that account four years ago the last time, but it has this reoccurring fee going on. And yes, it was overdraft now. As I said, and that meant you had to close down all my six bank accounts in total. I said, yes, that's a sort of a, that's a company policy we have here. And this is the issue that when you see the world from one point of view, you forget about, we talk about empathy, right, Tom? Well, we forget about this. So here's what I did for another client, one of the largest credit card players in the world. I said to them when they approached me, I said, listen, are you aware of when there's most pain associated with the credit card? Because that's where we want to start the process. I said, no. I said, I'll tell you when it is. It's when the credit card is lost. It's when you happen to be traveling to Mexico, Cocoon, and you're sitting there and you're about to pay your checkout bill and your credit card is gone, okay? And you're told that it will take you another three weeks to have it shipped from New York where you live and to Mexico. That's where you feel pain the most. So I said to them, 9% of the world's population feel that pain when they own a credit card. That's where you turn around a customer experience. So they said to me, we don't feel this is an important thing. People could just learn to take care of the credit card. They said, you may be right, but let's just try an experiment. And then I didn't do anything. And they forgot about it. A month went by. And one day, four executives were sitting in a taxi. We went to a restaurant. I was in the taxi as well. We arrived at this restaurant. The CEO was waiting for all of us. It was an important day. And one of the executives was saying to, to the taxi driver, I'll take this one. So he gave him his credit card and it was rejected. And he no, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I'll take another credit card. So he took another credit card, one of these fancy colors. It was rejected as well. And of course, his colleagues now started to tease him a little bit while he was on the phone listening to this quality call is monitored for quality purposes type of spiel of what's going on. So he took his credit card and that was blocked as well. And of course, they started to argue with the taxi driver. It was his terminal. Anyway, after around 15 minutes, all of these guys were in panic. I sneaked out of the taxi. I went into the restaurant. I was sitting there with the CEO and I said to him, now take a look at your colleagues and how they look like in the faces when they come in. That's how your customers feel like when they experience something with you guys. After 15 minutes of delay, they came into the into this restaurant. They were furious. They were ranting about this for about an hour. And after an hour, I told them I set everything up. It was part <laughs> of my game. And of course, they were furious at me for two minutes. And then I said to them, how did you feel like? And they said, we were so angry at this credit card company. I said, and that's you. If you could turn that moment around, that's where common sense come into the game. And I think this is the issue today. I think a lot of companies forget how it feels like to be a customer, a passenger, a patient, a client. We tend to see the world from inside out instead. And what happens as a consequence is we become our own boss. We drink off the Kool-Aid, the political issue, become the driving force for my behavior rather than seeing the world through the eyes of a customer. And that's what we're increasingly seeing today. And that's the reason why you had that experience with your Amazon gift card or the payment issues or all these things. Because in the end of the day, suddenly people don't care. They just see it from their own point of view. Well, we got about a little less than two minutes to go to the break. I want to ask a question. As you were talking, I was thinking about, and we're going to get into corporations and organizations, which your book is a lot about. But what about us as individuals? We've we've kind of lost empathy too, don't you think? As I mean, it starts with us, and you carry we that have. into the company. Absolutely. I mean, uh, if you go back to the study, there's three different reasons why empathy levels probably are down today. The first one is social media. We see the world through our own lens. Uh, social media, as you know, is self-reinforcing. We see the world through our own little bubble. Everything we say is reaffirmed by our own voice. And when you don't see the world through another lens, but only it's confirmed that what you're saying is right, we start to lose that ability to see the world from another point of view. The second thing is the instant gratification generation. We have no patience. But how can you express emotions through a 280-character Twitter headline? You can't. That means that the, the nuances are disappearing. 
And the third reason, well, the third reason is very shocking. It's actually because of chemicals. One of the studies we've done is showing now that Botox, can you believe it, is a main factor. Why? Because those micro expressions we have, which you and I decode when we talk to each other, are gone. And we can see the relationship between mothers and their babies are actually disappearing increasingly because of Botox. Now, it's not a major factor, but all those factors combined is the reason why we see that empathy levels are at an all-time low. Makes sense. It would start with us, as I've learned in life. It starts with us, and then you can see the world differently. We're going to be right back in a few minutes with one of today's most influential people, Martin Lindstrom. We're talking about how to free ourselves from the tyranny of nonsense. Remember, you can now listen to our Saturday broadcast on iHeartRadio or afterwards anywhere, anytime by subscribing to our podcast at TheMentorsRadio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org oathbook.org Here at Mentors Radio, we've been working hard to help you succeed in every way possible. That's why we're proud to let you know about our newest find, bettercreditdeal.com. Bettercreditdeal.com links you to a credit processing company, Cornerstone Payment Systems, that truly shares your ethical values and that can give you lower rates immediately. They don't just say it, they prove it to you. Their commitment to ethical behavior is rock solid. For example, unlike most other credit processing companies, something you may not have known before, Cornerstone refuses to process any porn-related business. They're not newbies either. The company we recommend has more than 50 years experience and provides 24-7 in-house support. See what they can do for you today. Go to BetterCreditDeal.com. That's BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com. Ugh, Bob, I'm so frustrated. Sorry to hear that, Sarah. What's going on? I feel like I'm spinning. I I make goals to make money, work less, spend more quality time with family. But the truth is, I never actually achieve these goals. Year after year, I try to do things differently, but ultimately nothing changes. What's the point? Yeah, I did the same thing until I saw a friend completely change her life in less than a year. I was shocked. She sounded just like you a year ago, but not anymore. Wow, what'd she do? She decided to work with a Brian Tracy certified coach named Christoph Nauer. Certified by Brian Tracy? He must be good. Even better. He guarantees results. He listens. It's very customized to you. That gives me hope. As a listener of The Mentors Radio, you get a free one-on-one Take My Time Back session. Don't wait. Go to balance6.biz. That's balance, the number six, dot B-I-Z to book your free assessment. Balance6.biz. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. Our guest mentor today is one of the world's top business thinkers, Martin Lindstrom. And we're talking, we're discussing today's loss of common sense and its pivotal role in bureaucratic, in creating bureaucratic red tape, bad excuses, and corporate BS. So, we were t- I, so we were talking about all these different things and, and, and some great examples of common sense. So number one, let's start with us. You mentioned uh, Botox, you mentioned social media, Twitter and things. What can, let's start with the individual. What can we do, number one, to mm-hmm. em- enhance our empathy 
And I know from what you've written, and I agree with that, that once we do that, we're going to enhance our common sense. But let's start with the individual first, and then we'll talk about companies and organizations. Well, Tom, I'll be very frank with you. When I was younger, no, I had um, I had a behavior where I was very introvert. And then through my job, I began traveling quite a lot. And I mean, a lot. Uh, in fact, over the last decade alone, I've spent time and I lived in more than 3,000 different consumer homes across more than 88 different countries. Uh, it's part of my work. It's ethnographic studies where I cook with people, I party with people, I shop with people in order to understand our lifestyle. And what happened through this process was suddenly I actually established a sense of empathy. It happened because suddenly I saw the world from multiple points of view. It kind of is like a muscle. The more you use that muscle, the stronger it becomes. The less you use it, the more you lose that ability to have empathy. So the good news here is, Tom, that that I fundamentally believe you can train and establish a sense of empathy. Empathy is really three things for me. It's number one, that you force yourself out of your comfort zone and, in, and start to see the world from a different point of view. Um, you do that by putting yourself into a situation that was unusual. I mean, it means that if you, for example, have kids and you don't understand their lifestyle, why don't you go with them? Why don't you spend some time with them to see through their lens without being the person always saying no, no, no? Um, you know, a lot of the things I'm doing when I go to strangers' homes is I go in and, and read the fairy tales they were read when they were kids. I, you know, with their permission, I look through the photos. With their permission, I, I go and see the world with their friends. And suddenly I establish a different point of view. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is just as important. Allow yourself to pause in life. No, I don't have a, a phone. I skip my smartphone and my phone in general. No phone. Oh, no phone. <laughs> no phone. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. I just skipped it four years ago. I had a bet with a, a lady called Ariana Huffington, and I said, "Listen, I don't want to have a phone anymore <clears throat> because I realized the phone was killing certain aspects of our lives." And here's what I learned: there's three things which a phone is doing badly uh, about us and in our lives. First of all, you don't see things anymore. Think about it. As soon as you are seeing something, you see it through a screen instead, your newborn baby walking. Well, uh, suddenly uh, you take up a lens. You don't see it with your real eyes. You don't meet people anymore, by the way. As soon as you're standing waiting for someone in a bar, what's the first thing you do? You grab your phone and use something with the phone, anything with the phone so you don't look like a complete loser, right? But the third thing is even worse. You never get bored anymore. And boredom is the foundation for creativity. Is that pause in life enabling you to reflect things, see things from a different point of view and connect dots in a new way? Which leads me back to the second advice of how to establish empathy. You need to have pauses in your life. As, as soon as we are just parading orders all the time, we don't allow ourselves to stop up and adopt another point of view. We just try to keep up the pace all the time. That's the reason why we become so centered around ourselves now, because there is no time left anymore. So put in a break, put in a pause in your life. And I think the third point of view is very simple. Listen, be a better listener. We're not very good at listening. We pretend like we're good at listening, but we're really not. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. I am with author of the Ministry of Common Sense, Martin Lindstrom. I have a question. Do you journal? I know you don't uh, have a phone, but do you ever journal when you're talking about I, reflection? I do, actually. Um, and I, I do my journal quite often. Um, I do it when I'm swimming. So one of the things I realized is that my my space where I'm most creative actually happens when I'm swimming in the pool. Um, and um, I realized that when I was knocking down a curve, so every day I would map down how I feel like um, and where I'm most creative. And I realized the most creative moment actually was when I was in contact with water. I call it the water moment. And what I do is I take a piece of paper with me and like an idiot, I swim back and forth and take notes on this wet sucking piece of paper, right? And hang it up when I come home. But that actually is my notes. And I notice I'm much better at thinking and reflecting while I'm uh, in the water. It's also, by the way, where I realized that in today's world, 
we kind of need to defragment our lives. Um, that's what I do. I mean, right now when we're going through COVID-19, I think a lot of people are replicating what we did in the old days. But I don't think there's anything called going back to work. I call it going forward to work. And what I tend to say is just like you defragmenting your computer and your memory storage, why don't you do that with your day? You say, what I did in the past, why do I continue doing it? Today we have a to-do list. I call it an unto-do list, where you sort of remove all the stuff. Sorry for saying it, all the crap you do every day, which you do by routine, but you never really question it. And all that stuff coming together is freeing up the time so you can reflect. And that in the return will not just make you more happy, actually it, rebuild, it will rebuild the sense of uh, empathy. So I had a guest, Jim Lair. I don't know if you know Jim or not. I do, yeah. Performance Institute. And he's got a great book called The Power of Story, where you go back and analyze whose story you've been living and then really going forward, as you said, rather than going back to work, going forward with your life. So let's let's quickly move over and talk about companies uh, because you've got this idea of this ministry of common sense. Let's talk a little bit about how does a company, first of all, what is the purpose of that? What has been uh, the success? Because you've uh, helped implement that in places. And what are some ground rules that people should think about in terms of uh, implementing this in their own company or organization? Well, Tom, I'll give you a little bit of a teaser for one minute before I think we're going to the break. So here's what I would say. Point number one, uh, there was an experiment done with chickens. Chickens were put into a cage, so stuck there for about half a year. And one day they're let out on the beautiful green grass. The sun was shining and the birds were singing. Guess what? The chickens went out and after 30 seconds, they went straight back in again. And I call that the chicken cage syndrome. What it is all about is that we are petrified of change. We're afraid of the unknown. So when you adopt change to the company quite often, the resistance, what I call the immune system is fighting against that change. So what I've learned is a new technique to get the chickens out of the cage. And I tell you, the way to get people out of the cage to change and transform is pretty strange. But I have some hints I'll tell you very soon. Well, we'll come back and talk about that right after the break. Uh, we are with one of today's most influential people, Martin Lindstrom, and we're talking about how to free ourselves from the tyranny of nonsense. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. Hey, professional business women! I know how busy your life is. To look your best, nails matter. The good news is I can save you a lot of nasty, chemical-smelling nail salon time. Just imagine a perfect manicure in just minutes at home, even while watching TV. No dry time, no smudges, no streaks, and your new manicure will last up to 10 days, often longer. I'm talking about 100% real nail polish. Yes, real nail polish, including top and base coat all in one that can gently be stretched for a perfect custom fit. Gorgeous, vibrant colors, soft pastels, gentle glitter or can't miss designs and nail art. You have options. For about $12 a set, you can even get some free. Choose your colors or designs. Receive them in about three days. Done. Everything you need is included. Polish easily removes and does not damage nails. Check it out. Nailsforme.com. Nails, the number four, M-E.com. That's nailsforme.com. Hi, I'm the executive producer of the Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of bulletproof founder Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus like it did for me. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. Feel great. VIP to learn more. And now, back to the mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. 
Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. Our guest mentor today is one of the world's top business thinkers, Martin Lindstrom. And we're discussing today's loss of common sense and its pivotal role in bureaucratic red tape, bad excuses, and corporate BS. So we were talking about the Ministry of Common Sense, and you teased us about the chicken. So continue. Well, here's the question, Tom. How do you get chickens out of a chicken case now when they're all you know, suffering from what I call the chicken cage syndrome. Well, here's what we learned. If you imagine you have four cages all seen from the top, uh, surrounded by a square, they're all pointing towards the center of the square. Normally people would place a piece of corn in the middle in order to get these chicken out of the cage. But what we learned is it's wrong. First of all, the chickens will say, well, it's too far away. My KPIs, my key performance indicators are not supporting me and changing my behavior. And by the way, what if the manager coming up with this crazy idea of placing the corn in the middle and I have to go there, he's fired. Then I look like an idiot. So what happens as a consequence is they'll go straight back, look around at the other chickens, they will do the same and no change will happen. So what we have learned is that if you place the corn straight outside the gate of this chicken cage, they can eat it. It's easy. And they can look at all the other ones. They'll do the same. And then you place another corn a little bit further away and further away and suddenly do a change. In, in the business context, I call that a 90-day interventions. And, and what we basically do is to infuse a small micro change in the organization, which is so profound that it kind of makes sense to continue taking another bite of it. So let me give you an example. So a couple of years ago, I was spending time with a range of different executives from a major bank. There was about 1,200 of them in the room in New York City. And I asked the bankers what he was frustrated about. And the banker said to me, we're so tired of these emails. I said, how many emails do you receive every day? 800. 800, really? 800. So here's, this, here's the issue I said to them. Are you aware of there's a direct correlation between the number of emails you send and the number of emails you receive? So here's the deal. What if we skip the CC button and we skip the reply all function in Microsoft Outlook? Should we do that? And that's what we did. Within three months, 90 days, the number of emails had dropped to 362 emails on average per employee. And there was not a single complaint coming back. Because here's the issue. When you see the world from a different point of view, you start to see things from a point of view where you're not cluttered by, this is how we always did, or we can't do it because compliance won't allow us to do it, or the rules are not dictating us to do the right thing. Whatever it is, all these excuses disappear and suddenly change is happening. And that's exactly what we did with the Ministry of Common Sense. The Ministry of Common Sense was actually created by a banker in a major bank, a European bank called the Standard Chartered Bank. And they installed it and started to remove one stupidity at a time. And thousands of these stupidities disappeared and were replaced by ideas and solutions established by the bank staff themselves. So it became a self-fulfilling machine cleaning up the mess in the bank. And today it's one of the most successful initiatives in that bank. And since then, this has rolled out to become part of a range of different top companies around the world. But what it all have in common is it forces people to see the world from a different point of view. It initiates small, bite-sized, 90-day interventions. And most importantly, it free up the staff to have more fun, to not be haunted by bureaucracy and red tape and BS. And most importantly, it gets us back on the right focus, which is to be focused on who's paying our bill. And that's the consumer at the end of the day. Uh, this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. I'm with the author of the Ministry of Common Sense, Martin Lindstrom, and we're actually talking about the ministry. Now, do you? Is there a group of people that run the ministry? How do you put one together? Well, it's super simple. You need to find one person which has a to-do mentality, a person which you know has the force to make it happen. That's number one. That person, by the way, has to report to the CEO. So the person has to be given a mandate, which is powerful enough. Then you set up a website. And the website is inviting everyone to submit all the different issues. Now, before you do that, and this is the secret, Tom, before you do that, you actually create your own little experiment yourself in the department, in the division you're in, where you find an issue which is frustrating you, you solve it in 90 days, and then you have that little case. That case you use as a display case, so you can show that to the world, so they can get a sense of this is how it works. 
then you open the gates and you'll see you'll receive hundreds if not thousands of issues and always ask them to come up with a solution and once you do that things turn around and let me give you an example this is a crazy example it just shows you how crazy the world is so one of our clients is toyota and uh, Toyota was many years ago, as you know, the first pioneer in the hybrid car, so both electric powered and fuel powered. And they wanted to be up to date in terms of also supporting the environment while saving money in the company. So they sent out a competition to all its staff globally and asked the engineers to come up with a brilliant idea of supporting the environment. And you know, they had thousands of submissions, but they're all very complex, nothing of made sense. Now here's the story. One day there is a class having a tour in the plant in Tokyo, just looking at what was going on. And the kid, one of the kids in that class, a nine-year-old boy, his dad was actually working in Toyota. So as he was finished with the tour, the kid heard about this competition and he submitted his suggestion to how they should save the money. And his idea was very simple, switched off all the light. Now, if you remember the Empire's new clothes, that Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale about the kid screaming, he doesn't wear any clothes. Well, that's the reaction what's happened here. They said, this kid is an idiot. But do you know what? He was right. Because in those factory plants at Toyota, they were all robots. They didn't need to have the light on. So in fact, what happened was they switched off the light, saved millions and saved the environment at the same time. Common sense is, is common. <laughs> well, common sense may not be as common as we think. It's what we're working on. Now, you have in your book a lot on the Ministry of uh, Common Sense for people that want to learn more about it. I want to I want to introduce you a little bit deeper now uh, to the audience and who you are. I mean, you've written uh, seven best-selling books uh, on the New York Times. You've done work for Burger King and Lowe's. You're known as a Brandmeister. You've got books out there called Brand Washed Biology, which I read actually when it came out, uh, Brand Child, and so on and so on. So tell us a little bit about who this person is and what he's become. You know, when I was 12 years of age, I loved Lego. So here's what I did I built my Lego land in the backyard of my mom and dad's garden. And the first day as I opened the gates, only two people showed up, my mom and my dad. And I guess that was the lowest point of my career, right? So I went down to the local print office and I persuaded the guy, the owner of the print office, to sponsor me to put an ad in the paper. And two days later, I had 131 visitors showing up. Only problem was that visitor 130 and visitor 130. 31 with the lawyers from Lego suing me. They said, it's our brand. I said, no, it's my brand. I bought the boxes myself. So here's what happened. The owner hears about this story. Now, I'm from Denmark and Lego is a Danish product. So he takes his car, he drives to my parents' home. And imagine this, Willa Wonka Chocolate Factory. This is really the how the feeling was. God arrived, i.e. the owner of Lego, of course, arrives to my parents' home and he hears about the story and he tells me, hey, why don't you come and work for us? So I get a job at Lego as the youngest kid in history of Lego. And later on, I actually asked Lego, well, why did you employ me, honestly? And they said, well, uh, because we actually uh, wanted to see the world from a customer's point of view. And that's where my whole career began. My grandchildren are envious. And so this should be, I mean, imagine getting a big truck of Legos offloading unlimited amount of bricks into your into your runway and there you can build away for a couple of years and being paid for it right that's right we're going to come right back and finish this uh, wonderful show with martin lindstrom one of the world's most influential people we're talking about how to free ourselves from the tyranny of nonsense and this is tom laurie and this is the mentors radio show Ugh, Bob, I'm so frustrated. Sorry to hear that, Sarah. What's going on? I feel like I'm spinning. I I make goals to make money, work less, spend more quality time with family. But the truth is, I never actually achieve these goals. Year after year, I try to do things differently, but ultimately nothing changes. What's the point? Yeah, I did the same thing until I saw a friend completely change her life in less than a year. I was shocked. She sounded just like you a year ago, but not anymore. Wow, what'd she do? She decided 
decided to work with a Brian Tracy certified coach named Christoph Nauer. Certified by Brian Tracy? He must be good. Even better. He guarantees results. He listens. It's very customized to you. That gives me hope. As a listener of the Mentors Radio, you get a free one-on-one Take My Time Back session. Don't wait. Go to balance6.biz. That's balance, the number six, dot B-I-Z to book your free assessment. Balance6.biz. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org. Oathbook.org. Here at Mentors Radio, we've been working hard to help you succeed in every way possible. That's why we're proud to let you know about our newest find, BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com links you to a credit processing company, Cornerstone Payment Systems, that truly shares your ethical values and that can give you lower rates immediately. They don't just say it, they prove it to you. Their commitment to ethical behavior is rock solid. For example, unlike most other credit processing companies, something you may not have known before, Cornerstone refuses to process any porn-related business. They're not newbies either. The company we recommend has more than 50 years experience and provides 24-7 in-house support. See what they can do for you today. Go to BetterCreditDeal.com. That's BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. Our guest mentor today is one of the world's most influential people, Martin Lindstrom. And we're discussing common sense and how to eliminate bureaucratic red tape, bad excuses, and corporate BS. So in the last segment, you gave a little bit of uh, information about who you are and the what you did to shake up Legos and early in your life, but ended up in a really neat place that most kids would just uh, only wish they could do something like that. Talk a little bit more about yourself. What is your ultimate mission in life? It's very simple. Um, Imagine you're walking down the street and there's a car hitting into you and you fly in the, in the air and you have two seconds to rewind your whole life and Supposedly, you will hear and see your whole life backwards. Well, then I don't. I want to end my last sentence by saying I did everything I wanted to do. And I think, Tom, I've been very lucky because six years ago, I actually was able to say that. Um, my mission in life uh, has been and continue to be to live in the dream, and I hope I'll never wake up. Um, I, I don't feel restricted by rules and regulations. Uh, what I believe is to always see the world from another person's point of view and consistently make that become our driving force and then to provoke and challenge the existing norms because I think there's so much to be challenged today in our life and so that's my mission. Any major obstacles that you had to overcome uh, over the course of your career? Of course, there's been a lot. I know there has been serious ones, there's been no rewarding ones. I'll tell you about one story which I rarely talk about, but um, you know, as you're traveling, moving into consumer homes, you travel to very strange countries. You no, know, I traveled to Nigeria or to Venezuela, where I, in Caracas was kidnapped. Um, and uh, it was a very disturbing feeling because I, I, I don't know where I was ending, but it was very dark and for a long time. And um, I used what I what I believed in, which were my curiosity uh, to understand the kidnappers and and asked them because I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to die anyway. 
uh, why don't I understand where they come from? So I started to to talk to them and with my broken Spanish and their broken English. And after three days of questioning, understanding their lifestyle, and they said to me, do you know what? No one has actually asked about us before. And one of the guys, he threw a bunch of keys in my face and said, you can just leave. And um, I said to him, listen, no, I don't want to leave. I'm going to stay because I don't think we finished our story. And then I stayed another 24 hours um, and, and heard a side of the story which I never heard before. And then I looked at him and I left. And on the way out, I, I'll never forget it. I turned around and looked him in his eye and I said, you're about to kill me, right? He said, yes, I would have killed you if you would have left. I said, I know, but I actually like you. And then I left. And that was a story about, I mean, how what I've learned through life suddenly became the reason why I'm around today. I do think there's everything has to do with the reason. There's always a reason for something. It maybe it's bad in the moment, but there's always something good coming out of it. And I think if you apply that mindset, even at the darkest period of time, I think you'll always end up as a winner. So I'm doing my best and I hope I'll never wake up from my dream. So with that thought, what has been the silver lining for COVID for you? I think the silver lining has been that uh, for the young folks, it's been that we are not invincible. And I think that the concept of the bucket list, the bucket list has come back. I think a lot of young people uh, almost have aged 35 years over the last couple of, of, of years, right? Um, I think for the older generation, for me, it's been an affirmation of that I was right, that living the moment is the right way of doing. I mean, there's no pocket in your last jacket. Um, and, and if you live by that philosophy, not ending as a rich person, but ending up as a poor person, but rich by memories, you know, it's such a cliche what I'm saying, but I actually do think COVID-19 taught us that. I think that's great. We're going to have to wrap it up. I really thank you for your time today, Martin. We've really enjoyed this. We've been talking to one of today's most influential thinkers, Martin Lindstrom, the author of The Ministry of Common Sense. I will post links to this book and all of Martin's other best-selling books to our web website. Uh, and make sure you go there. It's the mentorsradio.com. When you're there, subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. Remember, you can also listen to us online, any device, anytime by going to the mentorsradio.com or any podcast platform, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of the Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. And remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.